0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Back to Basics program with Rabbi al Shalom. Today is the final episode of the Back to Basics program, not of the Foundations podcast. We have huge plans coming, which will be announced in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Learning Torah. What is the importance of learning Torah? Why is it so important? They say the Talmud Torah Kulam. Didn't Hashem just give us the Torah so we should know? What mitzvahs to do and how to do them? Why is it that much more important than all the other mitzvahs? Well, we are going to dive deep into that on today's episode. I'm Yisrael Yudkowsky. You are listening to The Foundations Podcast. The final episode... We're still going to have a Q&A. We're going to have, you know, a couple of more things. But the actual Back to Basics program, you know, the actual series, um, this is the last episode. And it is going to be on Torah, you know, to finish off on Torah. And it's appropriate because uh, Shavuos. Shavuos. uh In a couple of days, um, you know, what could be a better time to end uh, on such a high thing right before Shavuos, which, I mean... Shavuos is about receiving the Torah. That's that's what it's all about. So, you know, hopefully we could learn a in general for life really to bring, you know, all the past couple of months, all the 25 on all the 24 episodes kind of to bring to connect them and, you know, everything we learned to, you know, bring them all together. At the end of the day, as they say, you know? Right. Right. Um, so yeah, and you know, what 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 could be a better way to prepare for Shavuos? So, I'm super excited. Uh, I can't believe this is uh, going the to final finish. Um, I still see Rabbi Neshiva every day, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is um, crazy journey. Right, so, so, Rabbi Liel, take it away.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes, this is very, very exciting. And also, I can't believe it how time flies. And um, I'm very happy that this is the final one because... When we talk about Torah, obviously this is something that everyone knows This surrounds our life. We're, our life are all around the Torah. Um, you know, there's there's the famous saying that people, you shouldn't live, you shouldn't put your the Torah around your life. Like, okay, I have my life, and then I just need to fit in the Torah into it somehow. It should be the other way around. There is Torah, now let's see how I fit in my life into the Torah. So, um, I highly recommend in order to you know to really really appreciate um, uh, this episode, what we're gonna say, Ezra Hashem is if you heard the Har series. I know there were three, there were three episodes on Har and then the Oral Torah. So obviously we all know that Har happened once you go through those three episodes, and then how do we know that the Oral Torah? exists and stayed intact, stayed um, like the original all the way from Mount Sinai. So after you, that's clear to you, now we're going to talk about, okay, so Hashem gave us the Torah, and we know that we still have the Torah till today. But let's understand, let's go to the to the basic understanding of it, and we're going to try to find out two points. This, this episode will be broken into two. First, we're going to find out Why is there a Torah? What does the Torah do? What is it designed for? Okay? And the second thing will be, we're going to focus more on Limud HaTorah, on this tzivu that we have in the Torah. It says in the Pasuk, You should learn the Torah um, day and night. Okay? And obviously, as we know today, you look around, you have um, yeshivas and kolal, all around the world Baruch Hashem that what they do, they devote people that devote their whole entire life just to the learning of Torah. Um what's so special about it? What's the difference between that and a guy that's uh working in Hatzalah, which is an incredible chesed. You cannot I, I can't I always like to bring
0: Hatzalah because that's I don't know, I can't think of a better chesed. It's such an incredible chesed. Yeah I have a I have a Two brothers who uh, volunteer in a Characella, one of them. Really? So uh, in Mada, he's kind of the first one is, you know, a couple of months ago he joined. Uh, he's been since on hundreds and hundreds of calls. Uh, it's wow. crazy. Like, you know, wow. every half hour he's running out on a call. Uh, just the other month he went on 160 calls in one Unbelievable. month. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, you know, I have another brother who just, he was a, uh, um, a combat medic in the Israeli army. He just finished, and so as he was there because he was a medic, he became a ambulance driver. You know, he did a, wow. you know, took a course, and he finished. And you know, he might be joining Mada soon. And you know, after that, he now he just uh, joined Echad as well. Wow. So uh, yeah, you know, so
1: I'm happy I picked. That example yeah, of a Hatzala guy.
0: Lights and sirens and stickers and... That, that, that's and you know, that's besides and, the yeah, point. Yeah, that's just, you know, I need to go on a cool, So you got, <laughs> you got to give him something. Yeah. But
1: no, the, the, everyone knows that it's an incredible, incredible chesed. And the yeah, question will yeah. be, we're going to deal with in the second part of this episode, um, why is it not enough to just to be a great Hatzala guy that doing chesed all day, and yet, nope, we say you got to learn. Without learning, we're going to see. You're 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 finished. And um, what's so special about the learning of the Torah? What if I learned everything and I know everything? I'm like the Vilna Goen that finished Shas and uh, not everything, the almost the whole entire Torah. He finished at age eleven. He was a genius. What does that, that mean? He doesn't need to learn. No, he learned till the last breath of his of his life. And um, so that will be the second part about Limud Torah. But first, let's see what is the Torah designed for. Why did Hashem create the Torah? Not <laughs> I didn't say it even right because it says he Hashem created the world based on this, on the Torah. So, what is the Torah?
0: It's not like oh, we have a war. We have the world now. You know, the, there's the Jewish nation, and now how are they going to know what to do? You know, they have the six hundred and thirteen commandments, and so on and so forth. So, oh, let's you know, kind of write a, a guidance book on. Uh, how to use, right. uh, you know, when you buy a microwave, right. there's a how to use it. Properly, right. uh, so, an instructional manual. Right. Yes, exactly. So, you know, people need to do what to do and how to do it. So, okay, you know, let's kind of give them. But it's much manual more than that because obviously like Rebbe mentioned, well, like what if just some, someone's a super genius, everything he learns, he just never forgets it. So, what he could just, you know, go through Mishnaburah and the Torah, that's it. He just knows it all. So, now for the rest of his life, he doesn't need to learn. Right. Obviously, I mean… That's that's not the case,
1: right? But that's you're saying that so, the second part, the limit Torah, is right. the problem. But first, we we need to talk about why did Hashem create the Torah? What was it designed no, no, for? It, it so.
0: was also like kind of what I was saying was also on the first part because what was the design? like? You could say, oh, like like what do you mean? Why did Hashem write the Torah to to you know to tell us what to do? You have oh, six hundred thirteen commandments, right. but but that's weird. But I'm saying I'm assuming it's much more than that because obviously b- because the second question, you see that obviously it's not only because right. of that. So now you could go back to the first question like, okay, so why did he create no, it? So that we're going to deal more? with.
1: Yeah. We're going to deal with the second part. But I, you're you're basically you're already answering. That's why on the first part of this episode, it will be easy. It's, it's straightforward. And the second part is we're going to be we're going to put on all the power. Well, the fire will come down. Yeah, it's going to be a real fire. Um, the first part is like you started saying. Okay, so the, the the famous people like to you know the famous parable like the mashal that we can bring for why is the Torah? What is the function of the Torah? So it's kind of people compare it to blueprints, right? It's the blueprints of the Torah, how to construct the world, or even better, like you said before, manual instruction, meaning how to use. Meaning you have a doctor gives you a medicine. Okay, I can take that medicine. And a person can kill himself with that medicine or he can cure himself, right? Once you use it in the right amount, how to use it, you know exactly. You're supposed to take it after food. You take three drops and not 20, And uh, right? And you take it uh, in this condition and that condition. You mix it with this. You mix it with that. So then it's going to help you. If not, you're messed up. Meaning, let's bring it down into, into the nimshal, into what really... Um, uh, we're living through, so Hashem created the world, right? And in this world, Lichora, you could say, you could say that, oh, Hashem put us here, Hashem put us in this world, and He forgot to um, give us manual instruction. (laughs) If, you know, that's the challenge, number one, that a believer, a person that understands Hashem, he understands he the definition of, Hash, of God, the one God, right? Um, you the first question that will come to your mind is like, okay, God, you created the world, you created this incredible, incredible thing that we cannot you know, cannot describe the awesomeness of of, of this world, of the universe of the sun and the moon, and all the conditions, the perfect conditions that Hashem made for us to live here. Um Hashem um. Just what about the manual instructions? How am I supposed to use it? So that we explained in the in the episode of Torah, we said why did Hashem didn't just like first get why didn't Hashem give the Torah right at the beginning? Right? It's because Hashem wanted us to be worthy of it, to get to it, to want it, to ask for it. And Hashem waited two thousand years. Kav He waited, but he but it finally came with Avraham Avinu through free will. Avram Avinu was that first one that realized that, like, that's it. I want it. He grew up with in a place of Avodah and the opposite of it, people that didn't believe and didn't want to use the world in the right way. And Avram Avinu came from his own self. He was self-made. And then Hashem said, ah, did this guy want to give the Torah? Not just a given because, you know, Hey! Here's a present. That's Yay. it. You you got it for for no reason, just because you need to do it. No, you got it because you earned it. You wanted it, and because you wanted it, that's why you will go and get the privilege and the honor to practice it. Um, so um, so that we explained why didn't Hashem give the Torah right at the beginning, but even without the marishon, even you know th- think about it hashem didn't give the manual instructions how to use the world and uh so you don't as a person without guidance from hashem that created the world you walk around the world you're going to have million and one questions moral questions um uh, you know technical questions how things work and if you're trying to understand how to use this world right Should should I just pleasure myself? Is there anything beyond that? How do I need to be nice to my friend? How not? When? How? Why? Um, At the end of the day, you're going to have questions upon questions upon questions. I mean, that's what court is designed for, and that's why you have law and everything to try to put some order in the chaos. But, um, But you always will have more and more and more questions unless you have specific guidance how to use this world. And that goes into the episode we said about the good and bad. That they, it, When humans started deciding what good and bad is, when they ha- used their own definition of good and bad, <laughs> that can go in many ways. And that, yeah. How to become Hitler, we said. So there's no guarantee over there that you're actually going to use yeah. the world in the right way. <sniffs> okay. So, so, Hashem had a specific way how to bring in the manual instruction had to use this world? Okay, so it had to be done in the way in the two thousand years of Toihu, and then Avram Avinu uh, was someone that was worthy to, to to receive it, and and so on. We know that five hundred years later, um, after Avram Avinu was born, we the the his his uh, great 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 grandchildren they receive the Torah on Mount Sinai. So then we have manual instructions. So I understand the functionality of the Torah. The Torah is here to tell us how to use this world. It's that simple. And that's why Yisdakal Baray HaShem looked at the Torah and created the world to tell you that um, the way the world is designed is around the Torah. So if someone, for instance, will come and say, well, I was born with this bad nature to do something bad to, or to do something that's forbidden according to the Torah. That's where the Torah comes and says, well, the Torah was before the nature. The, the nature is based on the Torah. Fight your nature. That's why we are one of those. We are the only religion that explicitly, I mean, yes, the Christians and the Muslims took some ideas from us. But as opposed to paganism and, you know, of av- 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 um, we always believed in, so what if you were born in a in specific way, or specifically today, you know, in atheism, they say, you know, it's all just, you know, ev- evolution just happened to be. No, 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 no. You have, the, the fact that you were born a certain way doesn't say you have to be that. If you're born with a certain nature, and the Torah says that nature is not good, you're supposed to fight that nature. What I'm saying is a very, ha, uh, <laughs> ha hot topic today, you know, for instance, for the example of, uh, you know, Mishkaf of um, you know, if a person is, they say that he's born with a certain tendencies that are forbidden according to the Torah. The Torah comes explicitly in Bereshis, in the first Pasuk, actually. Bereshis, Barah Elohim, Eshashamayim, You look at the Rashi, Rashi brings the Medrash that, what does the word Reshit means? Reshit means either the torah or it means Amisro or it means the jewish nation but if you look into the torah part over there meaning the torah comes and says you with the, in the first word of Chumash, bereshit bishvil if you if you translate how to use the word if you 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 understand the how to use bereshit bereshit means for the reshit bereshit with, the sorry, not for, with Bereshit, with the Reshit, which is the Torah, Bereshit, baray el-okim for the Torah, with the Torah, Hashem created the, the the to tell you, to teach you right at the beginning, in the first Pasuk of the Chumash, that the world is designed around the Torah, because that's the only way to use the world. That's the only way to use the world is following the Torah. Okay, because that's Hashem's manual instruction of how to use this world. It's that simple. Okay? So understand. Okay. Get that. And again, when I'm saying it's that simple, obviously it had to come with all the episodes of Harsina, with Maimet Harsina, with the actual giving of Harsina that it was that it happened and we witnessed it and we were the we were we had three million in the mass revelation over there. And that holds miraculously like we explained there till today. We have a miracle to keep on explaining how we predicted history, that there will always be people that are claiming that claim. And no one else in the world will claim that claim. And then we explain also about the oral Torah and why was it done that way. Okay, so I understand that. Fine. So that will tell me that if I conduct my life in the ways of the Torah, so then I'm using this world for its purpose. Okay? That makes sense? Yeah. Good. So we solved the first problem, what is Torah? What is it designed for? Hashem gave us certain, you know, rules of the game, so we can actually play the game. And if you don't follow the game, the rules of the game, you mess up the game, right? And you won't get to the destination. The Messiah Sisharim says it more in a... And, you know, I'm going to just say it in a different way. But that's what the Messiah Hashem says. I'm just going to add the analogy of a car. The Messiah people think that the purpose is to get to the world, to this world, and do Torah mitzvahs. I know, I know you might hear this. The point is to learn Torah mitzvahs. That's it. It's over. No, 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 no. It's not the full. That's not how you say it. Your purpose is to come here to this world. And through Torah and mitzvahs, through learning Torah and, and doing it and putting it into action, the the commandments of Hashem, that's the vehicle that's going to bring you to your destination. Meaning without Torah and mitzvahs, you won't have the ride to get to your destination. Okay, that's the only way. And when I say the only, I really mean it. The only way, not me, but that's what. The Sharma is explaining the only way to get to your destination that closest to Hashem, uh, or more explicitly, like we said, what Hashem intended for you to earn, the only way to really earn and Zokhet Olam Haba, go to the episode of Olam Haba, is through Torah and Mitzvahs There's no other way around because you came here to the world and that's the only way to use this world, right? Makes sense so yeah, far? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I understand that you need that if I do it properly, I learn Torah mitzvahs. That's the vehicle that's going to get me to the point to get close to Hashem. Okay, and whatever that means, we said to earn. However, the Torah comes and says that there's like I mentioned at the beginning in the introduction, v'hagitaboyemavalaila. You need to learn Torah day and night. There's a chiyuv, rather if it's day, rather if it's a night, you have to put into your life. Some Torah learning. Okay, so there's something about not only, okay, how to use this world, right? So let's, for instance, to shake a lulav on sukkahs that's one function of the Torah, how to use this world properly. That's why Hashem made this whole world, so you'll shake a lulav on sukkahs, or so you'll eat matzahs on Pesach, or so you'll be, when you see your friend's... uh, um, Donkey, car, broken down, you're going to go and help him. And 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 if you have a fellow Jew that comes and asks for, for a loan, you give him a loan without interest, right? All those things, I understand that it needs to come into practice in order to use this world. But I don't understand why is it such a big deal, and we see in the Torah it's such a big deal, and it's the highest of uh, the the best thing to do, is not only to do the Torah, and to use this world based according to Torah is to actually say the words and learn. Every day you should say, if the, this, uh, uh, You should say the word. You have a mitzvah always to learn and to learn and to learn. What's the point of that? So, where are you going to tell me? Well, if you're not going to learn, how are you going to know what to do? Right? So, that's yep. why you need to learn. Mm-mm, that's wrong. You know why? Because it's clearly not, it's not what the Torah is saying. The Torah is saying, you got to learn day and night, your whole entire life. But what if I, like, we, we asked this question already before. What if I got everything? What if I'm a genius? So then I'm putter? No, absolutely not. And not only that, I'm going to make the question much, much harder. We have a Gemara in Kiddushin. The Gemara in Kiddushin asks, "Nashim Woman, what are their zchus to enter Olam Haba? It's called, the Gemara over there is talking about entering Olam Haba, getting to the world to come. You're the, the the place where you're gonna get where you're gonna get your earnings. Okay, when you earned yourself good. So the Gemara has an interesting question. Okay, how do women zoch to Olam Haba? What does, what does the question imply?
0: Uh, I, I feel like we have
1: Right, they, everyone has Chalik l'olam haba, but the Gemara still asks, um, how will be the zchus of a woman to get into olam haba? What does the question imply? I mean, you need to see the context over there in the Gemara. It's talking about limut Torah, but what does the question say? That what's the problem with women? Women are not mechuyev in, in mitzvahs aseshas grama, right? They're not mechuyev in the actual learning Torah every day and night, right? Wait, so if they're not in learning Torah, it says the Gemara asks, how will be the Olam Haba? What, how will the Zolchot Olam Haba? What does the question imply? That without Torah, you cannot enter Olam Haba. Enter haba. Just, I'm saying just from the question of the Gemara, you see that it's implying that without Torah, there's no Zolchot Olam Haba. More than that, what does the Gemara well, yeah, answer?
0: I, I would say, right.
1: <clears throat> what does the Gemara answer there you remember, you remember the answer the Gemara answers oh the fact that they send their husbands and their children to go learn right because the woman she's the she holds the house she's the main ikar Habayit she's the ikar. woman is the most she holds the whole house without a woman pew, house collapses
0: she's the foundation she's the
1: foundation fa- oh foundation is a good word she's the foundation of the house and the fact that she sends her husband and her children to learn Torah, it's all happening because of her, that's her ischus to Olam Haba. So she has she, part in she, learning. She's
0: part of it. She yeah.
1: caused the whole learning. So if she caused the whole learning, it's like, it's it's that's learning, right? She has, she made it. If she made it, that's how she enters Olam Haba. That's the answer, which is an interesting answer of its own. But for our sake, look, even after the answer, we're saying, well, we're still saying that the only ticket entry ticket to olam haba is torah that's what that's why in the answer we have to imply that we have to say that they have a part of it they have a part of it and that's why they can enter but still without torah no enter you no entry in olam haba think about it if i mean technically it's we could say it's impossible because whoever practices judaism in one way or another, just by saying Shmais or HaShem Echad once in your life, right? So you learn Torah. So again, I'm not gonna go deep into it exactly how much you need to learn and what what is it? But let's let's just take the most simple part of it that if you said a word of Torah, so you're gonna enter Haba, right? Because that's your ticket.
0: Do you need a it says does it need to be learning Torah or does it need to be just like It's talking about
1: it? It? it's talking about specifically learning Torah.
0: So what if Meaning? you just randomly just say Shema Israel, Shem Lekein, Oshem, So you learn Torah. That's, what do you mean I learned? You I learned. It's it, a pasuk. You right, learned I understand, but I didn't learn it. You learned it. I no, said what is it.
1: learning? Learning is to say it. Ah,
0: it's to say it. you don't to need to like understand it. it and what does it like. And that's
1: a, that's that's also part of it. But even but the, the basic of it is to first say it, right? If you said a word of Torah, so you you, you said Torah. Technically, you learned it. You know what Shema, you I mean, on on a basic level, means. But um, what if a guy is doing mitzvahs? He's shaking a lulav, but he he he's like, he's not, he somehow he didn't say to- any word of Torah. I mean, it, it's extremely weird. It's not possible, right? Because then you will say it as long as you said, you need a shake a lulav. You said an aloha, so you gotcha. You said Torah, right? But doing mitzvahs won't do it. If you're doing chesed, if you're doing kindness, which is a mitzvah, all day, and you didn't w- learn somehow you didn't say a word of torah your whole entire life the kamara seems to say that you don't have a ticket to olam haba you don't have a way to get there because again we just said the vehicle that takes you to to the olam haba is torah That's what it's, and that's what we're trying to understand in the second part of this episode. Why? What's so special about the learning of Torah? Not only to do, I understand, to use this world in the way of Torah. I understand that that's mitzvot. But what's about the learning of Torah that we make such a humongous deal of it? Everywhere in the Torah. I can bring you now endless of sources of from the Torah that's just talking about Kol Osaka Torah call Limud Torah it's the most important thing you open Nefasheim I I like to I, I used to do it to myself that's how you know I got to understand more of the sukhya. but you can try to press even yeshiv that's learning Torah all day press him on this point and say hey why are you why is learning Torah the most important thing in the world you're saying it's the most important thing so <laughs> I I sometimes I do it, you know, in the yeshiva. I ask them, why are you doing all this? Why are you learning Torah? Why is they say, it's the most important thing. Very good. Why? So they're going to go and open me nefesh HaChaim Here, you see, it says that Hashem puts crowns, and it's a important thing, and it makes you... I say, yes, and why? Okay, so Hashem makes a Why does He put a crown? Why does He make it big? What's so incredible about learning Torah? But let me just do the Torah. And back to the question, let me just be an atzala guy that's doing mitzvos all day, chesed all day. Why do I need to learn Torah? And on the other side of the spectrum, why does the Vilna Gohan had to learn and Rukhaim Kanevsky and Vadia Yosef that he knew the whole Torah Kula? Why do they still need to learn and learn and learn and learn and learn? What if I got the whole Torah? I still need to learn? Yes. So obviously we need to understand over here, what's the secret? Why is learning Torah so incredible? Okay? Ready for this? Let's I'm dive ready. straight into the grand finale of understanding. This is the best of the best of my abilities. I'll do my the best I can do to try to really understand it. Cause this is something that really bothered me all the time. Like to really have a full understanding, why is Limura Torah so important?
0: Okay? Like what is it about it that makes it so important? Like why did Hashem even Need something like, yeah, so you have the mitzvahs, you have the Torah, you have, you know, davening and this, like, why was there, like, the specific one thing that, like, without it, nothing is worth anything? A, why do you need that thing? And B, like, what is it about the Torah? Like, if anything, I would say that it should be something... L- like a mitzvah, like, like actually, an right, like, some, right. like you have a keeping shabbat, like like it should be one of the mitzvahs. Okay. That's like the main mitzvah that everything is based on that. So let's say keeping shabbat, right? So keeping shabbat that the thing that without that, nothing is worth anything or, you know, some type of action, but like the learning Torah is, oh, you learn, you know, that's where it has all the rules. We have this and have that. So, okay, I have that to know what I need to do. But then the actual main thing should be one of the things that I go, one of the said dibros or like I don't like something right. like super important in Judy. Like, what is it about the learning like, Oh, you need to know what to do. So, of course, Hashem wrote the to Torah to you know, so we could know what to do. But but why is that the like? Oh, without that, it's not worth anything. Right.
1: Like, right. Uh, you remind me. I we just need to make right before we get to the thing. You it's good you good you mentioned this because you reminded me of um like you're saying there's um. I'm not going to get into the discussion. This is a huge discussion. Huge sugyas is what's more important. What comes before what? Learning Torah and mitzvahs. So clearly you see that learning Torah, it has one aspect of it. It's a mitzvah. But when you go and learn Torah, you have a mitzvah of uh, laila. but there's something, the actual learning Torah of itself is way more than a mitzvah. It's not just doing another mitzvah. It's not like, Okay, I keep Shabbos and another mitzvah of learning Torah. No, 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 no. It's not one of the mitzvahs. I mean, when it's a bit confusing, but when you learn Torah, you're actually doing a mitzvah. You're doing God's commandment. But there's a whole other aspect of it that that puts in a different category, that it's there's something, there's a category of its own. There's doing mitzvahs and there's learning Torah, which is not it's not one of the mitzvahs. It's something of its own. It's something higher than that. How do I know that? Shlomo Melech says again. When I said that there's a sugya, the sugya of Megillah. Do you stop learning Torah to go and do a mitzvah of Kares Megillah? That is a yeah. whole huge sugya. I don't sugiah. want to get my head into it, but uh, but you don't with that. But just you should know it's a big discussion. What comes, but but just from seeing that there is a discussion about it, you see that Torah is is, is above there. Is way be beyond just doing a mitzvah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not in the it's categories like, oh, like, of just well, like, doing What mitzvahs. do
0: you mean? Okay, you're learning Torah, and do you need to go... Uh, read Megillah. So go to re- read Megillah and then come back and continue learning. Like, why is that a problem? You see, no, it's a discussion. Maybe if you're learning Torah, you shouldn't stop in order to right. go listen to Megillah. Like the fact that it's even a discussion, right. like Rabbi was and, saying, and it you shows see over there the the importance of you it. You
1: see over there that that basically the idea is without going into this or and everything, but the basic idea over there is that you only stop learning because it's a it's a mitzvah that you're going to miss it. You're going to it's and mitzvah, right. it, it's going to pass. Okay? Right. So that's learn, why you could learn later. Megillah, right.
0: you, you know, if the. So you have to do passes, it. The time will can, pass. So yeah.
1: that's why you're allowed to stop for Torah, but otherwise you wouldn't stop. There's a, the other discussion is by a mace mitzvah. If there's a person that died and there's no one to bury him, so should you stop learning Torah? Why? Because the basic understanding is that Torah is above the doing of mitzvahs. What's the source of that? The source of that is a pasukh. Shlomo Melch says, kinere mitzvah. The Torah or So there's a lot of explanations to the Pasuk, but one of the are that kiner mitzvah, a com- mitzvahs are compared to the wick, to the candle itself. Torah or. The Torah is compared to the fire, the flame. Now let me ask you a fun philosophical, uh, let's just have fun for a minute. A famous philosophical question. What's more important Israel? and and all the listeners please try to answer this be, be, uh, if you can tr- attempt to answer this philosophical question what's more important when you have a candle with a fire what's more important the candle or the fire what's more important in the functionality of a candle lighting right i have a candle and a, and i lit the candle and now it's giving me let's say light to the room right okay mm-hmm. What's the most, what's bringing me that light? What's the most important thing of it? The fire. The fire? But without the candle, you wouldn't have a fire.
0: Right, but I don't need a candle. You do. Without the candle,
1: you wouldn't have fire.
0: I know. I need fire right
1: now. I got you. I (laughs) need,
0: no. (laughs) Okay, go, 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 go. No, I I got you into the
1: discussion. Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I need fire. Okay. I need fire. Okay. Now, in order to get fire, right? I, I need something to give me that fire, but I don't. So what's need what's more important? Candle.
1: So what's more important?
0: The fire, because that's the what fire, I need. fire. Hello. But without, without the, the candle. Fire, without the candle, you won't have fire. I know.
1: So what's more important?
0: <laughs> the fire, because that's what I need.
1: I know that you need that, but without now, in order to get why what you're I ignoring need, the
0: fact, in order to get what I need. Obviously, there are tools that I need to use to get mm. it, but it doesn't. I don't so need it. So the most like,
1: important thing is the candle because without the candle, you wouldn't no, have the but, fire but, that but you need. But if
0: there would be another way to get fire without a candle, then I wouldn't even care about a candle.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's quite obvious what you're saying, but I don't have that option. So once right. I don't have that option,
0: I know what but now. Once I don't have the option, right? right. So so now what? So now what? Do I need, I need a candle a or not? I need a fire. Whatever tov. To you give need a fire. fire. That's all I need. Now, <laughs> if you're going to have a thousand candles, well, like I said, it doesn't do okay. anything. Okay. So take a, a candle
1: fire. of its own. You're, no, you're right. With the, take the candle, the wick of, on its own. Right? The candle is nothing. Right. The candle with the fire, that's what I need. Right. The fire without the candle is not possible.
0: Right. Even though today there's gas and this, uh, no. So, so I'll
1: ask the same question on the gas: What's more important, the gas or the or the or the fire?
0: The fire. But uh,
1: without the gas, I wouldn't have fire. No,
0: without the gas, I would light a candle.
1: So with the so let's go to the candle and I'll say the same thing on the okay, candle. Okay,
0: I'm going to go back to the gas. You see, that's not helping at all. No, 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 that's yes, not, because nah. I need fire. I don't need a candle. I don't need gas. I don't need anything. I know. I need fire. You need fire, now, but fire do you... just doesn't exist out of. No weird. <laughs> I'm just Obviously, having fun over
1: here, but do you agree with me? Do you agree with me that without the candle, you wouldn't have fire or the gas right. or whatever you put in in there?
0: Right. Without that, you won't have the fire. Correct?
1: Right. So is it pretty important?
0: It's pretty important, but not. But everybody was asking what's more important. Oh. More important, the fire. That's what I need. I don't but need a candle. The, but you I don't see need the need hard wick. part over here right. to understand.
1: That, what's the hard part in this? I, I, we're that, having the argument the for candle, fun.
0: candle, I won't have what I need. Exactly. So
1: what's the difficult thing over here to understand? that even though you wanna say that the most important thing is the fire, which you're right, that's what I want, that's what I need, who cares about the candle? I don't look, I don't look. But even though that's your main part, there's another part that without that, you wouldn't have it, okay? So, you know, we can continue on for another 20 minutes. It never ends. On the back and forth.
0: Obviously, what's more important, what do you need? You so, need a lie, you know. So okay, no, but I explained you, the you problem. The but you understand the
1: problem, with right? That. I know that in
0: order to have fire, fire can't exist without the assistance of something else. Right. So obviously, I'm. I'm if you need fire, you need candle or gasoline. Right.
1: So okay. Like, so you, you get it. the problem over but,
0: here, right? But but it's not the actual candle that I need. Is that I need the fire now? In order for there, in order for it to be possible. For a fire to be lit, you need the candle.
1: Again, you're gonna go back and forth, you're gonna back and forth for we can go on right, for this it, half it can an hour. End, but, but, no, but yeah. I, I'll tell you something. I actually agree with your side. I'm with you. And the best way I heard this to say what you said, I once heard this from Ramor Khaal Tuski. He's a Rashivan in, in Torah, or um he he just put it in a, he's he put what you're saying just in a in an interesting way to put it, in the best of our ability to understand this. He said yes. Without the candle, we don't have a fire. But the fire is the fire. I didn't change much in this line, but it just, in words, it tries to convey this idea that you're saying. That, listen, without the mitzvahs, you cannot have Torah without the or The mitzvahs are like the wick. You have to have them. It's like the candle. You need it. Without mitzvahs, you're also not going to get to the destination. But the Torah... Is the flame the Torah? Is the fire the Torah? Is Torah the I, 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 fire? Is the fire? The opposite. What?
0: Really, just looking at it, as it is, it looks like it's the opposite.
1: Hey, now you're saying the opposite of that you said before. You're taking no. the side. No, because the I'm fire saying, is no, no. the main, is the more important thing. Right? No, no,
0: I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm talking about more like it look, like it looks like you need. You need to do mitzvahs, right? You need to be six thousand so here to, in the world. Right. You have to do mitzvahs. That's part now, of the view. That's... Now, how am I supposed to know what to do? Oh, go do, say, the 613 mitzvahs. Right. Okay, what am I supposed to do? 613 mitzvahs. Right. So what is it? How do I do it? You could learn Torah without doing mitzvahs. No. What can do you, you mean, Because
1: you know? can you have a fire without a candle? Same, the same. Seder. I same, know, same. But what I'm saying, same discussion. I'm looking, same, discussion. same discussion. Same argument we had about... Could you the,
0: learn the Torah... Without after going and doing what it says in the Torah, of course. Um,
1: not really, because just by learning Torah, you did a mitzvah. <laughs>
0: that one mitzvah, seder. That's I all know. you're done. So you what got do you a mean, mitzvah. Done, but...
1: You cannot without mitzvahs. No, that's what we're saying. That's the brilliance of what Shlomo Melch is teaching us over here. He's saying, "Listen, without you need both to get to Olam Haba. You need Torah." And mitzvot, They work hand in hand, like a candle works for the fire. But Limunat Torah is like the fire, like we said. But the, the you need, the, without the candle, you wouldn't have fire. But the fire is the fire, meaning to say, if we can put it at the best of our possible understanding. That's what you were saying before. That was your side. I was just bringing right. you the no, other I'm, side I, of the argument. I was
0: just saying, like, going back to the beginning, what it looks like, uh, Stam, you know, the first look, right? Mm-hmm. At the first look, it's, we needed, do the six hundred and thirteen mitzvot? Mm-hmm. How do we do it? In order to know how to do it, okay, we have the Torah that teaches us how to do the mitzvot. I'm saying before okay, the answer right, they're like, oh, the Torah right, and the learning, right. and you know, the that's it, what you of would it. think. You would right, think the, it's just to right. get to it. So before the you know before the whole You're answer right. and everything that we're learning now is that it looks like it's really the opposite. Is I need to do the six hundred and thirteen commandments? I need to right. do mitzvot right. To. How do I do the mitzvahs? So obviously I need something to teach me how. So it's the same thing like the candle. I don't need the candle. I need fire. But obviously you can't have a fire if you don't have the candle. So the same thing with the mitzvahs. Like I need to do the mitzvahs. Now how to do the mitzvahs? Okay, I need something to teach me the mitzvahs. You can't just do something without knowing what to do. Right. So, like the first look, if we're going back to the beginning of the episode, you think the Torah
1: is just to assist you look, to go and know. The Torah is the candle, right?
0: And the mitzvah is the is the fire. Ki, right, right. Hundred percent. Torah and mitzvah are.
1: <laughs> that's what you would think. But, but now, now, what now, what do you see? Down,
0: like that's the big that you see. No, is that the what you, What's is the big to the Torah?
1: What's the big chiddush
0: that the Ikkar is the Torah?
1: The learning. I want you to. I the, want you always learning. to say learning, mm-hmm. meaning. The learning Torah is not even designed just to know what to do, because, like we said, Reb Chaim Reb and the Rebbevadi Yosef, right? It's not just to know what to do, like we would think it's originally. The learning the second part of the, like I told you, there's two parts of the episode. Like, so what you said is exactly what we achieved in the first part of the episode. What we achieved is the Torah. We need to use the world in the proper way. For that, you need the Torah, your your guidance, right? Need a you need a, the manual instructions to tell you what to do. That's not enough. After you tell me, so I'm going to learn Torah in order to learn. But we're saying in the second part, and that's our focus right now. In the next, you know, 12 minutes, we're going to focus on. Well, the Torah says, okay, there's there's doing the using the world in the right. But then there's there's something way beyond just using this world for its purpose, based on the Torah. There's something about learning the Torah, when you're actually saying those words and going over it and learning it, it's a separate thing. It's a brand new thing that you're doing that's way beyond practicing the mitzvahs. It's a level above. And Shlomo Melech is saying it's like the fire itself. It's the main functionality. The mitzvahs, the actual actions that you're taking in the Torah, or even like you said, when you're learning just to know, which has a part, i just learning Torah to know, that's one part of the learning Torah, just to know. There's another part of just to learn. The actual learning of it is a higher level way over just doing the mitzvahs.
0: Why is that? Ah, oh, thank you. Like you said, That's, oh, what, the, that's like, the second like, thing. Like, like, why? Like you were saying before, it's like, oh, but the fact that, you know, if you want to learn without doing any mitzvahs, then, you know, that's something you could do. No, you can't because one of the mitzvahs is learning. So by learning, you're already mikhaim at least one of the mitzvahs. Right. So why? Okay, so you could say, a oh, learning Torah is so important because it's a mitzvah. Okay, why is it more important than other why? mitzvahs?
1: What's about, what's that magical thing that today you Say, you
0: every morning the Talmud Torah Kinaget Kulam. Kinaget Kulam. Exactly. Why? Like Why? What, what makes this mitzvah the mitzvah?
1: No, but it's not. It's more than a mitzvah. Like, that's, like a that's what we're trying to understand. Why is it even? We're saying Talmud Torah connected cool I'm coming to tell you more than all the mitzvahs put together. This is higher than that. Meaning, it doesn't say it's, like it's not saying that it's one mitzvah better than all the mitzvahs. Exactly, it's saying all the mitzvahs that you do in the world Talmud Torah without Talmud Torah. You didn't get it. That's why I brought the Gemara in Kedushan to tell you that it's telling you that's your entry to Olam That's your ticket. Why? And the simple question is, what's about the actual learning of the Torah? Saying, and what's about it? Just the actual saying it and understanding it and learning it and thinking about it what is it doing that's way above just doing what hashem tells you to do Get it yeah let's if we got if we get this whoo, whoo, this is big gold why because that's what we do our whole life we were learning Torah in yeshivas right you go into yeshiva they tell you all day the most important thing you're doing the most important thing in the world you going to call you're you're holding the world why why is it what can we understand so i'm not going to go in what people try to answer Listen, it's to get you close to Hashem and everything. Yes, very nice, good direction, but why? And doing chesed also gets you to Hashem. Also and learning and, uh, davening and davening also davening. gets you close to Hashem. Right, what's about Limitar? So we're back to Shlomo HaMelech. Shlomo HaMelech and Shir Shirim says like this, Yishakeni min shikot bihu, ki tovim Again, what I'm using, the analysis I'm going to use is the best of our available Mashal a parable that Hashem gave us in the world. Okay, Shlomo HaMelech uses a kiss. to, and Chazal teach us that Yishakeni min Ishkot is talking about Limud Hatorah. Okay, so we're starting from that. This is brought in the Zohar uh, um, that uh, that he brings the pasuk of Yishakeni min Ishkot Piu, kissing. Yishakeni min Piu means Yishakeni, he will kiss me. From the kisses of his mouth, okay, that's what. If you translate it literally, "Shakeni," you will kiss me. Meaning she caught from the kisses of his mouth. If you, even though yeah. it's not fully understood, but let's understand that. Let's go into you know in uh, affection in this world when you want to show a connection to someone else. So one of the ways to express it. Let's start from the most basic. If you Look at a person and smile to him, right? It's a certain connection, right? Um, let's and then there's a level beyond just saying saying hello or a good word or smiling, right? Uh, what about shaking a hand, right? When you shake a person's hand, right? It's even more connection. Now we're physically connecting. My hand is connecting to your hand. Hand is something that like holds and bears and gives, right? It has those two functions, and you're taking a hand. That's what's behind handshaking, and you're connecting it with his hand, okay? So you're giving him, you're giving back. It kind of is a symbolic to giving something to each other. Now, in the handshake, you can go all kinds of things, whatever you want to do. You want to do business together, you want to have a, a deal or something, or do peace in the Middle East with that, or whatever you want to do. But that's a handshake, okay? After a handshake, what's even more, let's call let's call it an intimate, what brings two people, what expresses the closest to you to another person is a hug. a hug. Very good. Hug. What is a hug? A hug is a lot more hand. You're still like distance between, but we're connected with our hands. A hug, no distance. It's like my body, your body, and right now, There's nothing stopping in between us. Pay attention even.
0: A super connection.
1: Exactly. Everything I'm saying has like also in between. There's all kinds of handshakes. There's a whole psychology of handshake. Two hands,
0: handshake, and then grabbing elbow.
1: Right. There's a a quick shake and there's a long up and down. Sorry, I I ruined the mic almost. There's the up and down, the strong shake. There's so many shakes of a hand. So I'm saying it levels and levels and levels. There's a lot of layers of, let's call it intimacy between to people that you go on and on and on. And then you have a hug, like we said, and also there's all kinds of hugs. You know the hug? Hug, and then you tap on the back. A hug that's like a quickie and you run away. Or there's a hug that you're like, oh, I missed you so much. And you're like shaking from side to side. Oh, I missed you. We didn't see each other for a year. So there's levels of, of different hugs. And then there's kisses what do people do with kiss what's what's behind kiss uh, your mouth is a pretty intimate place right it's the opening to your insides if you think about it
0: so you breathe you eat breathe yeah.
1: eat talk right it's it's the way you express yourself it's very personal let's yeah. say very personal and you take that mouth and you like kind of use it and express it with, with to kiss someone else Okay, you give a kiss to your child. So you like kind of express my deep, like you wouldn't walk, when you met a guy uh, just on the street, someone, you just met him for the first time. Oh, you you live on the street. You're not going to give him a kiss, right? Probably, right? It's too, way too much into it. Obviously, you give a kiss to someone you're a lot more closer to. Obviously, there's more intimacy over there. Uh, So the more intimate those two parties are, the more that you're gonna use a intimate tool, okay? Either handshake or hug or a kiss. So a kiss, obviously everyone understands, is something more useful. And these are not just like people like to say, a cultural design. Of course, there is changes in culture over here. Some people kiss like Sephardi's, they get a lot more kiss from cheek to cheek to cheek to cheek, you know, the, you know the Moroccans. And then some do less, some do more. Again, there are differences in culture between these two different intimacies. But within the category, there's something universal about handshake and then a hug and then a kiss. And and um, let's focus a second on a kiss. In kisses also, there's a lot of different kind of kisses. There's kiss on the cheek. And in different cultures, they, they translate it a bit different than the others. But there's one kiss that is... Again, universally, and also in history, was also always very intimate—a kiss from mouth to mouth. Uh, this is what I'm saying now. Is Rav Pinkus? He says it this way: A kiss from mouth to mouth is 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 something extremely intimate. It's something that's kept for very, very special, special uh, moments, or and for special for for special uh, intimate moment between specific people. Explains Rav Shem Shem Pinkus, and this is based on the Pasuk Yishakini Mishikot Piu. Learning Torah, I'm going to say this because Rav Shem Shem Pinkus, I wouldn't be able to say it on my own. Learning Torah is compared to kissing Kav Hashem, God Almighty. It's on the level of kiss from mouth to mouth. And why is that so? Because again, to really fully understand and not to get confused, Chas v'Shalom with with, uh, with uh, definition of God. So go to the definition of God, and there we explain the Rambam that it's just for our understanding, not that Hashem has a mouth, and not that Hashem has a kiss, and not no. But it's for our understanding that connection between us and Hashem happens on that level of uh, at least we can translate it into a kiss. Rav Simpon explains that you see when the words of torah when you say the words of torah it's the same exact words that hashem said to us when it says bereshit bar elokim hashem said the word hashem said the word bereshit bar elokim because it says so bar okay so these are the words of god is it the words of god don't we call it right yeah. divrei elokim chayim it's the living words of god divrei elokim chayim that's how we call torah so when you say Bereshit Ber Elokim, these are the same words that Kav also Hashem said Bereshit Ber Elokim. So you're connected to Hashem on the level of the mouth. It's like a kiss. It's the highest. So let's conclude in one line. It's the highest form of connection to the God Almighty. Learning Torah is the highest form of connection. To- Mitzvah is like hug. If you pay attention, Torah is like is all in the actions. It's going and doing, right? Shaking a lulav, helping, doing the, keeping Shabbos. It's more in the action that you need to do an action to keep Shabbos, to do all these mitzvahs. It's more compared to like a hug. It's something a little bit less intimate. It's intimate. You're giving a hug. It's on the level of a hug. And like, again, in the mitzvahs, there's many levels of, of how intimate, but it's in the category of, of a hug. Torah, learning Torah, is in a category of giving a kiss. It's a new category of intimacy. Kav with Hashem. In the relationship with Hashem, it's the highest form you can possibly reach in this universe, in this world. Is when you learn Torah, when you say those words, you are saying the words that God said Himself. So you're connected to Hashem on the level in the Moshol, of course. So kind of like it level shows of mouth, that
0: you're in the relationship with them on that level,
1: on the highest level possible. Yeah, there is nothing more possible than that. It's the highest form of connection with Hashem when you're not only doing what Hashem told you. Imagine when if if you just do the mitzvahs are just doing what Hashem told you to do. So it's secondary. Like Hashem spoke the words and you're because you heard that you go and go and do it put it into action but what about saying what has repeating what Hashem said to you and then you, you, you say also a
0: relationship.
1: it's love it's love it's the basic remember if you understand if you remember from the episode of we said it's also about love when you love someone you go into the details and that's why Gemara is like you try to understand the details and the details. What does it's all about? Love about our relationship with Hashem. It's
0: like, what did Hashem mean? Like, I love Him so much that I want to know. Like, I don't want to take any chances. Right. I really I want to make know. sure that, like. Everything that he said, what exactly did he mean? Right.
1: Compared to uh, to when you love your wife and you li- your wife wanted something, you try to do it. Not only, okay, I'm just going to do it. You're going to find out exactly which flowers she likes the best and what color. And maybe she like that. And then add a note to it and a little ribbon to it also because that's going to
0: add so much. In the she f- said she wants flowers. So here I bought her two little flowers. Two little flowers, right. Two flowers. flowers. Yeah. Not one flowers, flower. Yeah. She told me to buy flowers. I bought flowers. What's the problem? And I threw it to uh-huh. her also. Like, yeah. you said I should get you. I bought it. I, I didn't got give it. it to you, but I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it for you. I had you in mind. And then I threw it in the garbage. But I had you in mind. I bought it for you. I didn't buy. if I bought it for you. Yeah, so obviously, you see, you know, like when you have a closer. And obviously, the closer the relationship, the more, the more you be, care. Cure, the more so that,
1: gonna... that was in Toresh about aspect. Over here, I'm talking about the basic, basic. Just saying the word of God shows you're connected to him on the level, on a category of a kiss. It's the highest form of connecting and love to Hashem. It's the best. It's the best expression of our connection to Hashem. Because you have to do something. Because the actions, which are the mitzvahs, are on a lower level than a level of a wick of a of a candle. So now it explains the Gemara in Kiddushin. Your ticket to Mahaba. Is only if you reach that level of relationship with Hashem, you have to have the kiss. Yeah, I, you I, I wouldn't that dare you're to that say level this. Of relationship, right? Yeah. You need to. You need to reach that. In Nisuin, we also compare. Um, many times we do, when we compare it always to men and women. That's what the, the tools that we have in this world to compare it. You compare it to a wedding, right? Shavuos is the wedding. Now let's finally tie it to Shavuos, because here we got, we got there. Shavuos, we compare it to the wedding. It's the time that us and the Almighty, the Almighty gave us a chance, which is incredible, to go under one chuppah, which was Harsina, it was the Anan. There was a cloud there that put us kavyochol together. Everything that we're saying is, of course, in just a relationship aspect. It's not to Hashem himself. Hashem doesn't have a mouth or anything, or he doesn't need to be under but in order to get to that relationship with us, for us to get to that level of connection to Hashem, has to come through some action by us. So there is the action of mitzvahs, but there is the action of the actual learning Torah. And under in Shavuos, besides getting a manual instructions how to learn, how to use this world, which was incredible, we got a matana, to, uh, an extra, a matana a present we call which is the highest form to connect to Hashem, that's through learning Torah. And that's why we have a commandment of Listen, dude, Mr., right? Mrs. has a different uh, avodah. She sends, like we said in the Gemara, she sends to learn Torah. But Mr., you got to learn Torah. And you got this opportunity to use your incredible tool, your brain, your mouth, to connect to Hashem in the highest form possible. You get that intimacy with the Rebunuch, with your Creator, that amount of closeness. You see, we're unfortunately we're not on a level, you know, Shlomo Melech, the whole Shirashirim, he was using intimacy in that we recognize in this world between a husband and wife, right? A man and a woman, right? He was using that to just then to take that but disconnect from that and go to take it to the high level between the connection between us and Hashem. Unfortunately, today we're very we're on a very low point as far as like how much we're exposed and what we think about it when we talk about intimacy between a man. we we lost the holiness. But when you're on a very holy level, intimacy between husband and wife becomes this an incredible holy. It says when a husband and wife are together, there's a shinah, there's God's presence when they create this connection between them two. So we can take that in order to understand Torah. I mean, that's the best understanding I ever got in my life about understanding the Mila, the incredible thing. So think about it. Anytime you sit down in the basement, you do the Daf Yomi. You do Halachas, whatever you possibly, if you you work, but the incredible Daf Yomi that took over the world in such an incredible... When you stood there and met life, the 100,000 people... That incredible thing demonstrated, which was one of the biggest probably Kiddush Hashem's in our generation, that, geni- that that demonstrated that, yes, we are the people here and we are close to you, Hashem, in the highest form possible in the universe. We say your words, we're connected to you in the highest form of connection, Yishakeni, meaning Yishikot <in> May we zoche, <Hebrew> men and women. Women, that all, that they make it happen. They make it happen. And we actually go and do it and we learn Torah. The men, um, together with this teamwork of a man and woman, getting to the, this highest form of connection with our Creator is the most incredible thing to do in the world. You just need to practice it. Do it. Get to that level of yeshikani, and then you feel it. Like they say, one of the things about Torah is I mean, I can explain to you about Torah from day and night. Go learn a sugya, go learn it well, and then you just it clicks, you understand, you because it's, a, it's about the relationship. So, how I'm going to tell you about this awesome relationship all day if you're not going to go and actually have the relationship, nothing's happening, right? Listen, there is this. Great shidduch for you, great girl. Listen, and or you tell the girl, listen, he's a wonderful person. Everything is great. Okay, fine. It's great. It's great. I'm telling you, if you marry him, you're gonna have the best life. He's such a caring person. Okay, now what? So it doesn't
0: not no, enough nothing, but but I'm just <laughs> letting you know that he's, he's great and he's the best. It's the perfect match, and you're gonna be what you're you're gonna be the poster of shidduch. You know, like the most perfect match on, pl- okay, like, so now could what? maybe, uh, that you know, won't help, or, oh, no, yeah, he's, no, but, 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 but I'm telling you, he. <laughs> like, let's I'm get to here. the talk
1: list. yeah, that won't help us to, for me, just to tell you, Torah is awesome, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I tried it, forget about it, go <laughs> learn Torah, and then you understand, again, and learning Torah properly, learning Torah, because you care about it, you want to understand it, and, there, and there's levels there. There's levels of learning Torah. You, the Chazanish said that you cannot. It, it like you can't even think or compare one hour of learning. I don't remember what he said. Or seven hours of learning directly. You're on. You're on like on the seventh heaven. Like it's a it's a different thing. Okay. It's levels upon levels of what is learning Torah. But at least to start tapping into that incredible, incredible phenomena of uh that Hashem gave us the ability to get so close to him with the learning of the Torah that's something we have as a Jewish nation we should and that's why we care so much and that's why we make such a big deal out of it that's that's our whole life <speaking in Hebrew> this is <speaking in Hebrew> this is our life this is <speaking in Hebrew> that's what we're here for for many years <speaking in Hebrew> And with them, we're going to dwell day and night in this world to chap, as they say in Yiddish, to grab as much as the most uh, possible moments with that level of connection with Hashem.
0: So that is it for today. Hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions on today's episode or on any one of the episode's of the Back to Basics program. Send us a question to jewishfoundations at gmail.com. Stay tuned because we have huge news coming. And I know the Back to Basics program is over, but the Foundations podcast is just getting started. Stay tuned. We are going to have huge announcements coming in the next couple of weeks. So hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Hope you all have a wonderful day. We will be back next week.